0: This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Sierra Doctor, and we'll also hear from Whitney Pittman as well. We begin with Harvest Hotline, brought to you by the North Dakota Mill, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and Amity Technology. Peterson Farms Seed Regional Agronomist Kelsey Stumvoll says farmers around that Garrison, North Dakota area, are starting to wrap up their harvest.
2: This year has not been a sprint; it's been a marathon. Um, guys are fighting the snow, fighting the mud. Um, not as bad as 2019. Thank God. Uh, we were worried about that, but things are coming along. Guys are getting the corn off. They're finishing up on the sunflowers, uh, but it's it's slow and steady, but we're getting there. Most people I've talked to have been pretty happy. Uh, there's a few pockets that weren't able to catch some of those rains. Um, it's just kind of a product of the year. It was so hit and miss. Uh, it's so spotty, but for the most part, I think guys have been pretty happy.
1: And Stumble credits the modern genetics for much of the season's yields.
2: A lot of the genetics now to be able to place them out west. Um, Even 30 years ago, corn wasn't a huge thing in the Red River Valley. Uh, We talk about that a lot. If 15 years ago, we would have talked to my grandpa and said, hey, grandpa, we're growing corn out here now. I don't think he ever would have believed us, especially not the yields that we're getting. So genetics have come a long way. And um, it's really exciting to be in that uh, part of the industry as as it's evolving.
3: South Dakota Soybean Association President Kevin Deinert farms near Mount Vernon and says there's just spits and spats of harvest left across the area.
0: Around the Mount Vernon or Mitchell area, we're uh, pretty well wrapped up here. I'd say soybeans are pretty well finished and corn is is on the tail end. Just some of the larger producers have, have a little corn left, but I'd say all in all, 90% down on corn in this area. Uh, a lot of guys... There's a lot of uh, strip killing going on around here. I noticed a lot of of that going on. Uh, Personally, we're doing some fall spraying to get ahead of next spring Uh, and just wrapping up and doing a lot of maintenance so that we're ready for next spring.
3: Dinard is happy with how the corn came off.
0: corn came off pretty good. Uh, Really, really happy with the way it finished. I think we missed some of that August heat, uh, early September heat. Uh, corn yields are above average. Moisture kind of came in there nicely and stayed in that 14 to 15 range even into the months of November. Moisture sat there nicely. And quality, everything looks really good. I think everybody was very happy with how corn uh, held on and uh, filled throughout
1: the year. RCM Ag Services market analyst Steve Wagner is plugging away at his corn harvest.
4: It, it is uh, a slow process for me, but, yeah, I'm still getting there. I'm hoping to be done this weekend, and I think there's, there's uh, fewer and fewer of us out there. They're getting it done. Um, you know, the weather just absolutely has been perfect this week, and so there's going to be a lot of corn taken out by Sunday.
1: Wagner is located in southeastern Minnesota.
4: I'm on uh, mostly irrigated ground. And where there was no water there is no corn. Um, I have fields that uh, with the water are, are gonna go 220 to 240 and when you get off the circle and into the dry part of the field your yield drops down literally to nothing. If you're on dry land and the soil isn't uh, you know got any depth to it doesn't have any clay in it you're struggling. Now that's the thing that I would say around here that I've noticed more and that is that even if you didn't have irrigation, the ground held the water pretty darn well because there's been some pretty nice corn taken off around here.
1: And that's Harvest Hotline brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Amity Technology, and the North Dakota Mill.
3: National Weather Service Grand Forks meteorologist Jacob Spender says the weather pattern will stay on the dry side throughout the weekend before cooler temperatures move into the
5: region. So just taking a look at the weekend, we're kind of looking at a dry but warm pattern setting up across the area. So we're looking at temperatures in the upper 40s to lower 50s with the warmest temperatures in the southern Red River Valley and then dry conditions across the area. Um, the pattern does change though as we get into early next week. Now Monday will most likely be our last warm day for a while where we'll see temperatures in the 40s and low 50s once again. But then we'll start to introduce more systems into the area. So there will be a chance for some precipitation by the afternoon and evening hours. And then that will continue into the overnight on Monday.
3: And according to Spender, Tuesday will bring more winter-type weather.
5: Now getting into Tuesday, we'll start to usher in all that colder air. Uh, finally getting into the area, so we'll start to see temperatures drop down, and it will be breezy across the region with uh, wind sustained around 25 miles per hour, gusting up to 35 miles per hour at times for Tuesday and, again, on Wednesday. And it's almost a reversal. We've been above normal across the area for pretty much the last couple of days, but by Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll switch it and we'll actually go below normal for a little bit um, as we're getting into the middle to later portions of the new work week.
1: After the U.S. Senate passed a House continuing resolution to fund the government and extend the 2018 farm bill, many ag groups are wondering what the timeline for completing the next farm bill looks like. North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney is worried that a lot of the work put into the livestock program advocacy may be lost.
0: Well, in our world, it's it's a little bit of a good news, bad news scenario. The good news is, is we have some predictability and what farmers and ranchers will be able to sign up for next year and of course it'll be very similar uh, as it was simply extension uh, the bad news is is that we you know we did a lot of work to see some enhancements to arc and plc reference prices and we did some work on a, a you know a, a double opted option that allowed you to select both um, we did a, quite a bit of work on maintaining crop insurance and the livestock programs that were developed so We're hoping that doesn't get lost in the time frame that we've shifted down to when we'll have that dialogue again. So, you know, now we're up uh, against uh, when will they come back to it and when will we get an opportunity to again push some of our concepts to enhance the program.
1: And Watney is hoping a farm bill can be passed before elections take a priority. Get the latest farm news, weather updates anytime by listening to the Red River Farm Network podcast. You can find those at rrfn.com or anywhere you get your podcast. This is the Red River Farm Network.
3: Friday farm news here on the Red River Farm Network. RED RIVER FARM NETWORK FARM BROADCASTER Whitney Pittman TRAVELLED FROM KANSAS CITY TO MINNESOTA TODAY AND HAS THIS REPORT. WE ARE AT THE MINNESOTA FARM
6: BUREAU ANNUAL CONVENTION HERE IN BLOOMINGTON, MINNESOTA, AND WE ARE TALKING WITH DISTRICT 3 DIRECTOR PETE Bakken. TELL US WHAT'S GOING ON HERE AT ANNUAL MEETING. THERE'S A LOT HAPPENING uh, AND RIGHT NOW PEOPLE ARE HARD AT WORK.
7: CURRENTLY WE HAVE A DELEGATE SESSION GOING ON. WE ARE SEEING SOME RESOLUTIONS COME WITH REGARD TO SOLAR. Uh, THINGS HAVE BEEN GOING PRETTY QUICKLY. We we did have this morning our district caucuses. We had four, uh, dist- three districts up for election, and President Glessing's position is also up for election, and that will be happening later this afternoon when delegate session is over.
6: All right, and so things right now, U.S. government is sort of getting back on track here. We've got a continuing resolution to keep the government funded for a bit here, but also farm bill was extended for uh, the year. What are some things that you guys are, are looking at there?
7: It's a little disappointment that the farm bill didn't get to the end game like we wanted it to, but for a continuing resolution, we're happy with that rather than not having anything at all. Uh, previously back in September when we went to DC and we're speaking with our Congress people about the farm bill and the need to get it done, we're not a hundred percent happy with the continuing resolution, but we are happy that we have something to function on, but still we as Farm Bureau will continue to push for a farm bill that is, is complete, not just to kick the can down the road.
6: And hopefully here before uh, before some more changes happen next fall.
7: Yes, absolutely. Certainty is what we're looking for. When we have a farm bill that's in limbo, there's a lot of things that aren't certain. So nobody likes to operate in an environment of uncertainty. So thus the push for getting something concrete and put together and something that everybody is happy with.
6: And of course you're here in Bloomington, but uh, what are things like back on the farm right now?
7: Well, we've been uh, fortunate this year to have had mother nature working with us. So typically on our farm, we don't do a whole lot of tillage, but we've been able to pull some fence out that over the years needed to be taken care of and whatnot. Uh, The cows are preg checked out on corn stalks. It's fun to hear in the morning, the crispness of the dry corn stalks that the cows are rummaging through for, for foraging, uh, winter grazing, whatnot. Um, other than that, when the weather is nice, we get to come to things like the Farm Bureau Convention to uh, uh, gather and meet with friends and network with others. So we're fortunate that Mother Nature has helped us out in that respect, and otherwise, everything is, is going quite well, I would say.
6: Again, Pete Bakken joining us here on the Red River Farm Network.
1: South American weather forecasts do have the attention of grain traders, Abbott Futures my analyst Preston Zacharias' says Brazil' soybean planting progress is the focus
8: the strange thing I guess i would I would say is you know if we've got a problem in the soybeans in the South American side of things um, that dominoes down to the corn as well, so if they you know they were about nine percent behind in planting in soybeans down there and uh, What happens is the safrina crop gets pushed back and their window uh, for the second crop corn gets uh, too short and they run out of water on the tail end of that crop. So I actually think the corn story from South America is a little bit bullish, but uh, nobody wants to play that game right now.
1: And Zacharias says, like markets usually do. The trade overshoots the market one way, then the other. I was a little
8: surprised about how far the market went up on the hot and dry forecast because we knew that last week. And yet it still did that, and we we also had this uh, rain event that is now beginning in South America in the forecast. And-
3: Martinson, Agris Management President, Randy Martinson, says all eyes are on the Brazilian weather forecast, and traders also seem a little gun-shy to get ahead of this afternoon's cattle on feed report
4: and we've had good news this week you know so cattle have actually traded a little bit better overall this week so we're, we might be able to see a positive finish you know with the cattle and feed report is coming at two o'clock we are looking at you know higher placements but october generally is the highest placement month for the uh, cattle and feed report so that is what we're going to see is the october placements we did see a big one in november in last month which kind of threw the market into the tailspin you're also seeing some big imports that took place from Brazil or from uh, uh, Mexico and from Canada. And that, I think, added to the placements in the, for the September, for the, the October report. But right now, we are looking for this report to come in to be a little bit negative. But I think the market has priced that in.
3: This is the Red River Farm Network.
1: Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Let's catch up with Ag Week reporter Ann Bailey. Ann, what do you have for us on the cover of Ag Week this week?
9: I wrote a story about the Dakota Regional Medical Center in Cooperstown, which includes a clinic, hospital, and long-term care center. It opened this past summer after two years of construction. Uh, At one point a few years ago, they were considering closing the hospital, which was called the Cooperstown Medical Center. But the community and the staff and the board rallied and raised funds for the center and got a USDA Rural Development Fund loan and raised the money and opened the hospital this past summer. It is a beautiful facility with brand new equipment and state of the art building. And it's part of our both our rural healthcare coverage for this month and are thankful for ag because as we know, rural health is very important in small
1: communities. That Cooperstown area is not unique in trying to save its hospital, is it?
9: I think they're all trying to save their hospitals because they're critical access hospitals and they're very important to the people in those communities. And the investment is well worthwhile because it saves people having to travel a distance to, to get health care. And Cooperstown is 45 miles from Mayville, several other towns and 80 miles from Devils Lake. So it's kind of in the center where there isn't a lot of other options.
1: Well, and sounds interesting. Looking forward to reading about it next week's Ag Week. Let's check market numbers before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing December wheat, Minneapolis, down 10 and a quarter. Chicago, December wheat's down three. and Kansas City, December wheat down eight and three quarters. December corn is down seven at 467 and three quarters. January soybeans down 19 and a quarter at 1341. January canola is down 680 and Metric ton seven hundred dollars even Canadian. December live cattle dollar five higher one seventy five eighty. January feeders are dollar two higher at two twenty eight fifty two. And December lean hogs down fifteen cents at seventy one thirty two. This is the Red River Farm Network.